Hello, and welcome to episode 38 of the American Dry Cleaner podcast. I'm your host, Dave Davis, editor of American Dry Cleaner magazine. Joining me today is Dave Coyle, team lead for the Maverick Dry Cleaners online marketing group. Today we'll be discussing online reputation management, what it is, what it can mean for your business, and how to build trust online with your current and potential customers. Dave, thanks for taking the time to be with us today. We appreciate it. You bet. Thanks for having me, Dave. First, let's define our terms. What exactly is reputation management and why should cleaners be paying attention to it? Well, that's a great question. First, I would say reputation management by its definition is the process of controlling and improving how your company, your brand, or individual self is perceived by others. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I think the reason why it's important is, is that if you talk to any business owner, almost all of them will say their quality is the best, their service is the best, and and almost to the point where it doesn't really mean anything, right? right so right. there's a, a less credibility if uh, someone's talking about themselves. So I think potential clients look to decide if a company can handle their business before they start doing business with them. And one of the most credible ways is to say what other clients are saying about the business instead of what the business is saying about themselves. And for cleaners just now taking stock of their online reputation, Dave, what are some of the first steps they can take to move the needle in this area? Number one, it's pretty important to determine where you are. Um, So for quite some time, Google really has been uh, the elephant in the room. Mm -hmm. Uh, Google by all means, is now the online or new version of what the yellow pages (laughs) used to be, Um, except it's very quick, consistent, and more robust information. So I'd say Google is number one important. So very simply, uh, you go online and research yourself and see uh, what your uh, star rating is, usually uh, anywhere from zero to five. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Probably second to Google is is Facebook, um, but I personally think that Google is used a lot more for people who are considering becoming a new client, and Facebook is oftentimes used more for people who are already aware and maybe are already existing clients. So I think two parts. One is check the star rating. I personally think that anything uh, below 4.5 out of 5 detracts or is a challenge uh, Mm -hmm. for bringing new clients on board. Um, So we really want to be at 4.5 and above on the star rating. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we also want to focus in on the number of reviews. Uh, So it's important not to just have five reviews, uh, and they're all really, really good. Uh, That could very well be the business owner's five best friends uh, put (laughs) reviews on. So um, for most dry cleaners at an individual kind of busier store, I love to see 100 plus reviews with a rating at 4.5 or above. And then what I like to do is I like to also look then not only at your own stores, uh, but also take a look at the other stores in your area. Mm, So if you're in Chicago or maybe a smaller city, Omaha, pull up and say dry cleaners in Omaha, and then it will populate all of them and look to see where you stand as compared to your competitors. You just, you really want to be kind of coming up to the surface as one of the more reputable companies uh, in your area. 
So Dave, what are some best practices when it comes to maintaining a positive online reputation? How much weight should a cleaner give to this process? Well, I'll tell you, I I think that whether it's a a business or an individual, there's four components, uh, and these are kind of writer downers. Uh, Mm -hmm. You have four major components to uh, having a healthy reputation, because if you don't have a good reputation to start with, you by definition aren't going to be reputable, uh, where someone will refer other people to your business, which is essentially what's happening in the review process. Uh, So number one, show up on time, which means orders are ready, deliveries are done on time. Um, Number two, do what you say you're going to do. And if for some reason you can't, if you promise someone you're going to do it, do it. And if for some reason you can't, make sure to communicate why you can't. Number three, finish what you start. Very similar to do what you say. Um, However, we want to finish things and not just have a hundred balls up in the air. And again, if you can't finish what you start, explain why. And then the fourth thing uh, is a really simple one, but something that a lot of people really get wrong Mm -hmm. and they don't use common courtesies like saying, please, thank you. My pleasure, which Chick-fil-A arguably made very popular, um, and and also a, a, a genuine apology when something's done wrong. So those are the four major things that we, which you personally and uh, your company want to make sure you're doing, mm-hmm. and always focus on those things with your team uh, to keep your edge sharp. You know, as far as best practices, you know, here's what's really important, Dave. It says Mm -hmm. we need to remember that business is an intellectual sport and that emotions will very well get you killed. (laughs) So what I mean by that is, you know, it's very easy to get defensive, get confrontational when a bad review comes in. I mean, Mm -hmm. this is how you're making your living. This is what you've done. And when someone attacks that, it's very easy to get kind of up in arms. But, you know, nothing positive ever comes from an agitated state. So instead of taking that concern to a higher level, we instead want to really focus on bringing it down. Um, My mom used to say, uh, you know, God gave us two ears and one mouth. We need to use it in that ratio. So, you know, it's very important to maintain that proper reputation. Uh, We we need to really not uh, get defensive or confrontational and to really focus on uh, being empathetic to what the client's saying even if they're not doing a very good job of communicating it. Right. And those four uh, tips you gave sounds like uh, what you'd want in a friend, actually. Show up on time, do what you say. Absolutely. It's what we all want from right. other people, right? So, right. you know, that's you know that that's really, really important. And Dave, what are some less obvious ways a cleaner can fine-tune his or her reputation online? If our goal is to always take the higher road, try to satisfy the client, uh, we, we first need to be very timely about how often we're reviewing, uh, you know, our our online uh, reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's probably a hundred different sites that those can be made on, but for now, let's start with the big ones, uh, which for most people are Google, Facebook, and again, depending on the part of the country, mostly the coasts, uh, Yelp is more popular. Okay. Um, uh, so those three we start with. Um, 
And remember that all clients want three things. They want to feel appreciated, Mm -hmm. they want to feel important, and they want to feel included. Uh, So when you're going about fine-tuning or fixing your reputation online, realize that's what people are really seeking, even if they don't communicate it very well. So uh, let me say real quick, the obvious way to improve uh, your reputation is to come up with some sort of automated process of getting reviews. Mm -hmm. Um, Automating it is a great way to get your volume uh, as well as uh, get your better reviews, the four and five, to dilute out the occasional bad review. As far as not so obvious ways, uh, I would first say, you know, you, you really want to quickly and respectfully respond and try to solve any challenges uh, brought to your attention online. Mm-hmm. Um, in many cases, it's a benefit to actually take it offline, um, have a conversation okay. uh, with the client, uh, usually on the phone. I would not text. I would not email that unless you absolutely can't get a hold of someone by phone. Right. Um, it just is, it otherwise comes across as very uh, less genuine. Right. There is another way to do it if you're on a bit of a shoestring budget, and we did this for years, and that's that we we basically started with our very best clients, and we called them up, and we said, what can we do to make you happier? You're a great client of ours, Mrs. Smith. What can we do? Uh, we're always trying to improve. And then Mrs. Smith might say, oh, I, you know, you guys are awesome, but you know, they always know my name, clothes are ready, but here's a couple suggestions. And if the conversation goes really, really well, what you can do is you can say, uh, Ms. Smith, would it, would it be too much trouble to ask you? You seem very pleased with our services. I've taken some notes down on what you've told me. Um, would it be possible for you to do a, a, a Google review for us if I send you the link? Mm-hmm. She says yes. And then you say, okay, well, let me send that over to you. I'll email it right now. And when I see your review pop up, um, I'll make sure to go ahead and credit your account $20 with us. Hmm. And that's a great kind of like guerrilla shoestring marketing way of, of getting it up really quick and make sure that you tell her that you're going to look for it. Otherwise, it'll get pushed to the back burner. Right. Uh, but if you say that kind of thing, they'll, they'll jump on it quick, knowing that you're actually spending the time looking for their review. So uh, we've said what to do. What are some critical mistakes cleaners often make when it comes to online reputation management? What shouldn't they do? (laughs) Well, I've I've seen about all of it, but I'll tell you the most obvious ones are this. Number one is they ignore it, right? Which like, like, it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. And so they, so they, they kind of pretend uh, that, this forum, so to speak, of, of reviews doesn't even exist. Uh, so that's number one, and don't ignore it. Um, number two is is they don't respond to every review. So it's really important that when someone takes the time to give a four or five star review, mm-hmm. a good review, you have to show appreciation for that and write something down. Um, some of these uh, systems I mentioned already that you can automate, it actually can send something uh, automated, but a little bit different each time. So it doesn't come across as being, you know, just like an auto responder. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, on the ones that are lower star reviews, uh, you, you you know, we, we can really take those um, 
and and ideally not do what some people do, like when they solve claims, which is let me first look up and see what kind of client they are to the company. Oh, they've mm-hmm. only been in twice and they've spent $20 with us. They're not really a good client. Well, I'm going to be I want to caution people to not make those kind of assumptions because number one, we want to really provide the best service we can to everyone. But number two, we don't, we have no idea what their circle of influence is like, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe they're retired and they don't wear a lot of clothes, but they might have a tremendously large circle of influence that pay attention to the reviews that they give. So, um, you know, I, that's it. I, I would not ignore it. Make sure you're sending a response or reply to all your reviews. And don't prejudge or don't make assumptions uh, based on what kind of client they are. So, Dave, a cleaner gets a bad review online. What are the first steps he or she should take when this happens? I like taking it offline, having a personal conversation. It shows a lot of respect, uh, and it shows that you're willing to listen to what uh, the the client has to say. Uh, but I, I really think the best steps is to kind of listen, uh, reflect, uh, and then respond. Um, and then once there is a resolution, like I said, do kind of a short recap as a reply to the original review. Say, Mrs. Smith, thanks for sharing. I know we just got off the phone and I, and I hope you're happy with our resolution. Uh, but we always, always, always want to be the bigger person, uh, right. you know, when, when, when we get those bad online reviews. And Dave, what are some of the lesser thought of benefits of a positive online reputation for a cleaner? How can it help in ways that uh, might not be readily apparent? There's definitely some other benefits. Um, number one is, is that you can take these positive reviews and uh, repurpose them, right? Okay. So what you'll find is, is unless someone is looking for a new business and they're going through and they're probably looking for either really good ones or really bad ones, and then they make a determination, should I do business with this company? Mm-hmm. If it's not that type of situation, most people don't spend their time. They're too busy. They don't spend their time going through all the reviews. So what I like to do is I like to take the really good ones uh, that are specific in some nature and showcase them uh, to our clients or showcase them uh, to uh, our prospective clients. Mm -hmm. So, for example, uh, they can be put into a video, which basically means that if you get a really, really good review, you can call up that client um, and ask them if they'd be willing to do a video testimonial. Uh, That Mm -hmm. can then be shared on email. Um, If it's a still picture with a a testimonial or review, uh, that could be put in direct mail, newsletters, uh, videos or pictures can and, and words can uh, be put on social media. Mm-hmm. So what you're really doing is, is, you know, people love to see other people's. I would just be very careful to not make it too perfect, right? Like if it's very clear that you took all the information, uh, put a nice border around it with your logo up in the <laughs> right-hand corner, right. you know, then it's like you've manufactured it all. We want it to be kind of raw. Right. Um, and speaking of raw, the other thing I want to say is, is that reviews in general, I would love for dry cleaners to have the mindset that reviews, whether they're good or bad, uh, is raw material uh, for 
all of us as business owners. And here's what I mean by that. Our subconscious really controls our conscious mm-hmm. uh, when, when we are upset about something or very happy. So the rawness of high emotion, if someone's really upset or if someone's really elated, that high emotion comes packed with enormous clarity. So hmm. we can use that clarity and basically say, look, um, we know what our clients hate. It's reflected in all the one and two star reviews. And we know what our clients love. It's reflected in all the four and five star reviews. Mm-hmm. And so what we begin to see is, is we can use that in almost all of our messaging, all of our marketing, um, and, and can use that. And obviously we're going to say we don't do the things that people hate and we really focus and do the things that people love, but it's a great way to actually use that raw material, uh, to not only improve our services, but also improve our messaging that Mm -hmm. we use in all of our marketing. And Dave, for our final spin question, what one idea would you like to leave our listeners with today uh, concerning online reputation management? I think number one is is let's not do a lot of smoke and mirrors, right? You know, okay. let's not fool ourselves um, and realize that the truth of reviews, which is actually what our prospective clients are seeking, mm-hmm. they want the absolute truth. Um, know that we can use that to our advantage. Um, know that we can sculpt and focus on um, continuing to do things that our clients love. So all we're doing is creating a feedback loop uh, mm-hmm. for our clients to let us know what they want us to do and what benefits they see as most important in our services. If we use it that way, um, it, it can be extremely instrumental in differentiating ourselves from our competitors. Excellent. Well, Dave, thanks for taking your time to speak with us today about online reputation management. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks so much, Dave. Our guest today has been Dave Coyle, team lead for the Maverick Dry Cleaners online marketing group. The American Dry Cleaner podcast is produced by American Trade Magazines, LLC, Chicago. The music for this podcast, Brand New Day, is by Alavero Angeloro and provided by Hooksounds.com. Our podcasts are available free at our website, AmericanDryCleaner.com, and you can check out our weekly e-newsletter, The Wire, to learn more about future episodes. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter to stay informed about the podcast, along with news and information from around the industry. For the American Dry Cleaner Podcast, I'm Dave Davis, and I'll see you at the front counter again soon.